Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za or more. It's a lacquer warm welcome to our audience, to you, the listener out there. And uh, we're having a lacquer technical discussion again today. In this specific episode, we're talking about the tempering valve in a solar water heater system. And as usual for these technical podcasts, we have uh, Mr. Richard Bailey, who's going to join us and give us some information, share with us some valuable information. Richard, thanks a stack again for joining me in this podcast and a warm welcome to you as well. Thanks very much, Willem. As usual, I really enjoy being here and yeah, looking forward to this session. Listen, today we're talking about the tempering valve in a solar water heating system. And off air, just before we started recording, I had to physically find out, or I had to actually find out from you what it is and what it does. Um, mm. Let's kick off with that, uh, just for in case Mr. and Mrs. Jones, who are the consumer and not a technical, you know, not a plumber or an installer, um, just to give us a, a, you know, a brief explanation of what a tempering valve is. Yeah, absolutely, Willem. It's not a. It's not a something that you would um, run a, come across as a consumer on an everyday basis, you know. But uh, a tempering valve basically is a is a fitting or a valve that one installs on a solar water heater, specifically a solar water heater, um, to regulate the maximum temperature that is experienced at the taps. Remember, a solar water heater is is something where you cannot switch off the heat source. So you, you've got to put something in and it, is a, it, it introduces cold water into the hot water line before it reaches the taps, the terminal fittings. So it basically brings the temperature of the hot water of the geyser down before it is fed to the taps. All right. So the function of it is to actually cool the water down. You know, we started off by saying, uh, you know, I, I did say, that off air, you and I spoke about it, and the fact is that you know solar heaters can, can reach very high temperatures, and then when that water reaches the tap where the consumer opens up the tap, you know it, it can it can scold them if it's not regulated, and hence this tempering valve is installed. But before we head into our conversation, and before I fire away with all of the other questions, uh, let's hop into an ad break just quickly. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Welcome back to our listeners. Why? Let's get into those details about why a tempering valve exactly is necessary. Well, I, I think we should swap seats, Villa, because you, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. It's exactly that. A, a, a solar system can't. Well, you can't switch off the sun. And on a hot day, and, if, and you know, people are at work, the, sit, the thing is sitting there in the sun and it's boiling. Well, not boiling. Uh, you use that term loosely. It's not boiling. But it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And um, eventually that water in the storage, uh, uh, storage tank can reach, well, 90 degrees, 95 degrees. We all know 
that are tempering, ach, I beg your pardon, a TP valve, a, uh, an emergency temperature and pressure relief valve opens up at about 94, 95 degrees. Mm-hmm. So if it is doing its job properly and the, the, the water reaches that temperature, it'll open up and it'll cool it down somewhat. Mm-hmm. However, you can get to 90 degrees quite easily and come home tonight and open a tap and you've got 90 degree water coming. It's kettle water. Boom. Yeah, it's kettle water. Exactly. Yeah, if you've got a two-year-old toddler, uh, coming home and uh, is very thirsty or what's it? Whatever opens mm-hmm. the tap. You that exposure of that little hand under that water for even half a second uh, mm-hmm. is is it's it's terribly dangerous. It's terribly dangerous. So, and that is when everything is doing its job properly and, and the and the TP valve hasn't even opened up yet. Imagine when that TP valve malfunctions, which they do, and easily a flat plate collector can reach a temperature of 120 mm. degrees C if if left unchecked. Yeah. And that, that opens up all kinds of other stories as well, um, which we're not going to get into today because it, we, we, that talk- brings into a, a discussion the integrity of, of geysers. It brings into the discussion superheated water, which we're not going to go today. Mm. So we're just going to focus on the tempering valve. I mean, on, a, on an evacuated tube solar collector, that temperature can be even more. It can go up to 140, 145, 150 degrees Celsius. Again, it would require one or two other things to fail, but it happens, Willem. It mm. happens. So for, for the intents and purposes of this discussion, let's just think about the relatively common uh, occurrence where water in a solar water heater reaches about 90 degrees and that is not something you want coming out of the taps when you open them. Mm. So that is why this valve is absolutely necessary. And it is a requirement. It's not a nice to have. It's not a, oh, you know what, Mrs. Jones, I'm a very good plumber. And what I'm going to do for you, I'm going to put the tempering valve in because of this. No, no, no. Yes, that's great. But it's a requirement. It's a, it's a minimum requirement. You have to have it in your solar system. Richard, the fact is now that we're talking about scalding and, and, and you know the actual harm that it can cause to the consumer and, and the person who's opening up that tap and, and can get scalded and burned. But surely this could have adverse effects on, the, on plumbing components and even the pipes as well. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, we, we, you know, go and put your hand under a 90-degree tap uh, for, for three seconds. You'll know all about it. So that is is kind of obvious, but what is unseen is the damage that it has on your plumbing system. I mean, if you're allowing 90 degree water, I know, and, and I know many of you will be sitting listening to this podcast saying, Achman, stop harping on the 90 degrees. It happens so seldom. Listen, it's, it's not that seldom. Um, a solar water heater can reach that temp quite easily and without a tempering valve. So, but you try and expose a, 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 a system a plumbing system to that sort of temperature water on a regular basis. It's not a happy camper. Mm. SANS 10252 stroke one, which is the hot and cold water reticulation standard for, for, for domestic systems, uh, clearly states in its scope. Uh, and I think it's in its scope. Don't shoot me if I'm wrong, but it's there and thereabouts in the forward or the scope. It says that this is not, uh, de- this does not deal with high temperature installations such as plant, etc. Mm. And 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 90 degrees is way above domestic temperature. Sort of, um, uh, it's it's way be- beyond what mm. domestic temperatures should I mean, be. Normal so, domestic stuff. So, we're looking at what 55, 60 degrees. 
Well, in fact, the standards say, and the, this is the reason one would need a tempering valve, is that you need to uh, you need to have some sort of a mechanism uh, to control the maximum temperature of the water that is delivered to the taps to sixty degrees. Mm. That is the maximum allowable temperature that you that you are that you must uh, ensure if there is nothing else in place. And in a solar system, there's nothing else in place. That thing is free to get hotter and hotter and hotter all day. Mm. Um, if you want to get really pedantic and technical and look at the words and what they say, in a in in a normal conventional geyser, you'll find that the thermostat is able to um, limit that temperature. So that is an acceptable means. But even that thermostat goes beyond 60. Richard? But the, the, the words say, with, when there is no other means of controlling, you shall make sure that it is controlled to, to 60 degrees. So, so there might be a little bit of a loophole there. But, uh, so the, the thermostat in a conventional geyser is the, is the other means. The, it is a means of controlling. Um, but a solar system, there's zero. There, there's no means. So you have to have something. And it physically introduces um, cold water into the hot water line as you use it. So it's a thermostatically controlled mixing valve, and it physically introduces cold water into that hot water before it reaches your taps. Mm. And that's how it uh, prevents uh, high temperatures or, 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 or limits or caps the, the, the temperature that comes through to your taps. But you asked about the damage that it can do to systems. Yes. And a case in point is um, plastic pipe systems. Now, most plastic or a lot of plastic pipe systems have been tested to 90 or 95 degrees C, but they have not been designed to operate in that range. There's a difference between testing it to that range and what their recommended operating range is or, or temperature range is. Most plastic pipe systems will have an operating temperature range of about 70 degrees Celsius. Mm -hmm. Now, if you, if you expose a plastic piping system on a regular basis to more than that, um, you, are, you are probably going to void warranties and, and inordinate amounts of wear and tear will take place. Mm. I recently had a look at a, a, a case, in our, and I mean very recently, where the solar water heater was replaced with a new one. Um, there was not a tempering valve installed in the previous one, so the, so the installer just neglected to install a new one. And within three months, they had had seven burst pipes uh, on, well, I say burst pipes, but these were fittings that had pulled out on a plastic pipe system. Within three months of that uh, geyser being replaced, seven of these things took place in the same area. Now, there were many reasons this way, that way. The fact is that the, 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 the previous system was not as efficient. It was probably dirty or inefficient in some way. The new system was efficient. It regularly got to higher temperatures and it exposed these fittings to higher temperatures. And over time, they sort of worked themselves loose. Mm -hmm. And seven of these things pulled out. This is seven times that their house has been flooded. In, in a three, months in three time. months. And this is because of the fact that there was no tempering valve. Correct, because the water was reaching temperatures of 90 degrees. It was out in the West Coast, very nice, perfect conditions for solar, and it was reaching 90 degrees. He knew this because he could see it on his, on his, um, on his display, on the, um, I don't want to use brand names, but on the display that shows the, the, the information about the solar system. He could, he could 
he could see the temperature of the water and it was regularly 90 degrees. So, so, and, and, and that was reaching the pipes, never mind the taps and never mind the other dangers, but it was, it was re- reaching the pipes and it damaged them. And, and he had seven flooded houses <laughs> in three months. And they'd been there for seven years. Nothing had gone wrong for seven years, but, uh, but within three months, they had seven of these things. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Introducing the Plumbing Industry Registration Board Company Registration Portal. Now you can register your company to have access to more benefits, including purchasing and allocating certificates of compliance to your PRB-registered employees. Visit www.pirb.co.za to find out more information. It all boils down to, again, you know, not only health and safety, um, because that's not the only risk that exists, but also financial risk. You know, who who fixes that? I mean, does the insurance at the end of the day pay out uh, yeah. for a mistake that a plumber made? That's, that's the well, question. Or are they going to reach a point where they say, no, hang on a second. This installation was not done according to the requirements of standard. Therefore, we do not pay out. Therefore, the consumer... Yeah has to now pay three times in a row for something that a mistake or a negligence uh-huh. on the part of the installer. Well, this is it. Exactly. I mean, who knows? You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not privy to those details. So, um, but yeah, it's a very, very real possibility that the insurance will simply say, no, 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 no. Listen, this is quite clearly a, an installer fault. And, and at the end of the day, um, as we all know, the consumer is the ultimate responsible person when it mm. comes to making sure that your plumbing installation has been done according to the standards. It's your home. You need to ensure that it's been done properly. And um, they will put the blame on, well, not put the blame, but they'll just pass the buck and they'll say, look, it's up to you, pal. You, I mean, we've paid you out once or twice, or whatever the case may be, and um, have fun. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. And, and it's one valve. I mean, it's a couple of hundred bucks. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a requirement. If you know solar systems you know exactly. you need to put this in but and but so yeah richard the Here fact is you you just hit the nail on the head when you said if you know solar systems look anybody yeah. uh, we've said this in so many of our podcasts that people can anyone can know how to put a few pipes together um so people may think i know solar systems you know i i mm. know how to put up a solar i'm a plumber or whatever the case may be even a diyer I can put up my own, I can install my own solar system. But when it boils down to the finer details, like the requirements of the standards, which are there for a reason, like this tempering valve, if you didn't know that part, look at the damage that you can cause. Scalding of people, of, of, of the consumer, um, damage to the, 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 you know, the plumbing system, the plumbing pipes for that matter, um, and then, of course, if, if, if the thing starts leaking, like you mentioned, about the seven cases that pulls out now, that's financial damage. That's damage to the roof. That's damage to the property, you know, the structural damage as well. And, and you know, the consequences of not knowing. I know that, you know, there's the, there are solar courses because people would think to themselves, you know what, if my journeyman showed me how to install a solar system, mm. then I know how to install a solar system. But actually, it is a specialization. There are courses that people need to take to do it correctly. And it's not for no good reason. It's <laughs> this is a specialization. Exactly. exactly. As we've always said, Willem, in these podcasts, we've said it time and time again, there are re- reasons behind 
the standards. Mm. The standards are there for reasons. It's not there to to try and jux anybody or to try and mm. do anybody in. It's they're there for very specific reasons. And if you are questioning the validity or the necessity of a particular standard, do yourself a favor, pick up the phone to somebody like myself or to the PRB or whoever and, and ask the question about a specific requirement mm. and we can have a chat about it. And hopefully, you know, at the end of the day, one can walk away thinking, oh, well, that's, uh, that stands to reason. You know, that's a, that, that makes sense. But the, the standards are there for a reason. And um, they're not, yeah, uh, I've said it too many times. I'm not going to repeat myself again. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is that we, we are in times now. I mean, Eskom has again raised the, the you know, the, 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 the fees that they, or the rates, let's call it the rates per per unit of electricity that you use. Um, water prices went up. Um, but then there's also the the fact that Eskom regularly has ro- load shedding and problems with substations that blow up and, and stuff like that. Um the f- mm. So, so consumers, on the one hand, want to get off of the grid as as much as and become independent of the grid as much as they possibly can. So, solar becomes a, you know, more and more people want to install solar. But again, consumers, I myself, I don't know these small little facts and and these small little things. Uh, uh, this is like you said. No. When I say small, I I mean. This is a valve that costs a couple of hundred bucks, and but the purpose that it serves, and if it's not there, the the consequences. As a consumer, I don't know that, and I I'm telling yeah. you now that there are plumbers out there who also don't know, and and the fact is that yes, consumers now want to get off of the grid, so this creates opportunity for plumbers to to expand their services, to expand their business, to say right, let's do solar installation because there's a there's a greater demand for it. There's opportunity for them to expand their businesses and services. But do they know the finer detail? That's why I keep re- going back to the fact that this is a specialization. This solar installation it may seem simple, but I can guarantee you having listened to to no, this information, not. it is not. No, it's not. It, it, it absolutely isn't. But, uh, you know, when, you know the old adage, uh, William, and I know we're running out of time, you can take a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. And that's, yeah. um, unfortunately, you know, what we come across uh, time and time and time again. Um, myself included, I, I, I am one of those people that often think to myself, just, you know, I kind of know some stuff, so I don't really need anybody telling me what. And then you stop and think, you say, hang on. Actually, I should have listened, or I, or that was correct, or and and you you check yourself and you say, you know what, kudos, I I was wrong, you were right, and there's always there's always space for learning, you know, there's yeah. always space for 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 discovery and learning. Hence, we have these podcasts. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsatraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Richard, we have run out of time for this. I mean, I could we could go into more detail about solar systems and we can even discuss more detail about the, the tempering valve itself. Um, I want to thank you again, as usual, for having shared this valuable information, for educating me as a consumer. Um, I do believe that it carries the same value to our audience. 
So thanks, Stack, for the for the information. Pleasure, William. Only a, only a pleasure, man. And then lastly, thanks, Stack, to you, our audience, uh, to you, the listener out there, whether you be a consumer or whether you be an installer. Um, we hope that these podcasts carry a lot of value to you. We will definitely chat to you again soon. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.